0: Welcome to the Pocketeers Podcast. I am your host, your not-a-ghost host. (laughs) This episode was really fun for me, guys, because we had a chance to talk about one of my favorite rides in Disneyland, which is now celebrating its 45th anniversary this week, the Haunted Mansion. Uh, I know that... We are nowhere near the authority on the subject, but it's just really, really, really fun to talk about. Uh, One of the things that we forgot to bring up on the podcast is this really great story that's narrated by Cat Cressida called Nuptial Doom. It's the story of this ferocious pirate that's enamored by the daughter of a nobleman and does a really great job of bringing together why the mansion was built in the bayou, the hanging corpse in the stretching room, the bride in the attic with the candle, the ghost host, and a bunch of other elements of the mansion like Madame Leota, the tightrope girl, and other things. It's a great listen, and I don't think you'll regret it. Uh, So check that out. Uh, so before we get started, I want to just remind you that you can find out more about us in this episode at podcateers.com, on Instagram and Twitter, we are at podcateers, and on the big blue square with the white F, we are at facebook.com slash Uh, By the way, we had a very generous donation by an awesome artist recently, so we're going to be having a contest, so stay tuned for more on that. So here we go with episode 7 of Podcateers! This is our podcast. It's about three guys that love Disney, technology, art, and food. This is Podgeteers. It's like so humid. Like, my sweat is sweating.
1: It's kind of disgusting.
0: I want to turn the fan on, but I'm afraid the mic's going to be out (sighs) last.
1: Now we're just going to have to tough it up.
2: It's like we're we're recording
0: (laughs) live in a car with the windows down.
1: I know. Are you in a well? We're actually You sound like you're in a
0: well. We're heading to the art walk. <laughs> While we're recording? Yeah. That's not happening. All right, guys. We're heading um, to Disneyland. Meet you there. I know, right. Uh <laughs> hey guys, welcome to episode seven of Podcateers. Woo! Woo! Now you're gonna have a full week's worth of Podcateers to listen to. Well, if you listen to one episode every day at least. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah that's fun. But more importantly it's episode seven. 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 Should we say that four more times? <laughs> uh, what this, is this episode about? <laughs> this episode is actually really exciting, guys, because this episode is getting released the same week of the 45th anniversary of the Haunted Mansion. So think of this as our Haunted Mansion spooktacular event. Mm, I like
1: it. Very clever. Mm.
0: Right? Who I didn't thought come that? up with that. I didn't. I'm not that clever. Was me. Who? I wonder who the first person to use Spooktacular was. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Clever, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the thing about this episode, guys, is that the haunted mansion's history is so rich in stuff to talk about. <laughs> that stuff. It's called history, uh, mm-hmm. but I call history stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's just so jam packed with so much information that compressing it down to a one hour episode is actually kind of difficult. There are websites and movies and documentaries and books dedicated to the Haunted Mansion. And I mean, it's a lot more than just an hour's worth. I'll tell you that. So yeah. instead of the regular book, banter that we kind of have at the beginning of the episode uh we just want to dedicate this to the 45th anniversary of the haunted mansion and we're just kind of going to give you a timeline kind of a retrospective and i i want to i want to say before we even continue that we're not historians you know we want to make that clear we're not historians, we're not the authority on this at all, but we do like to research the topic and it is especially one of my favorite rides uh, I don't know about you guys I love it yeah I mean i it's it's definitely one of those rides that I just I can write it over and over and over, and it seems that every time I write it, I see something new. yeah, yeah you're yeah, discovering something different yeah. exactly so because it's it's so much to talk about um I think we should just kind of get in and start kind of talking about it from the beginning. I'm down, yeah. Yeah. Works for me. Um, So development kind of began back in 1957, and it actually took over 10 years to fully develop the concept of what we know the Haunted Mansion to be today. The idea kind of spanned all the way back to 1951 when Walt had asked Harper Goff, to create some sketches for a, for a main street and kind of like a haunted house for this main street in what I think was still kind of possibly known as Mickey Mouse Park. Are these sketches around? I want to see them. I think, I think they're in the Disney Archive. I don't know if some of them are available, but I know for a fact that you know, the Disney Archive has to have them. Right. Uh, well, there, there, Is there a
2: book or anything that I could just glance through?
0: Or?
1: That I know, I'm not That's sure. To question. my understanding, I know that there is a sketch of what a haunted mansion would have looked like. Uh, when the original concept of Disneyland was supposed to be down the street from the studio, so if you can actually
0: yeah, I know I know a couple of those exist, and those original sketches we'll actually get into them an, uh, a little bit further in the timeline. But uh, as far as a book, I don't mm. know if that exists. Oh, okay, I don't I don't know. I'd be good to find out though, because if we can find out if one does exist, we can either post a picture and credit them on the on the post for this episode. Mm. Um, or
2: what on the website, or,
0: or yeah, or maybe just kind of uh, put a link to like the book or something like that, oh, so okay. people can buy it if they yep. want to. Sounds good. Um, when um, when the idea kind of first began, uh, the idea was actually surrounding the Headless Horseman and Ichabod Crane. Ah. so it wasn't even like, hey, let's just do this this haunted house. It kind of surrounded the idea of the Headless Horseman.
1: Hmm. I didn't know that actually.
0: The idea itself about where to put the haunted house just kept coming up over and over and over because they didn't know. Obviously, when Harper Goff made his first renderings, it was originally slated to be on Main Street, Um, but, you know, Main Street had limited space, um, and at the time, they were kind of uh, building Liberty Street, what was supposed to be, I believe, adjacent to Main Street. Uh, It was supposed to go there. And even in a park map from 1959, it was actually as close as Adventureland, where Indiana Jones is currently. Wow. Yeah. So it, it's kind of far away from where it was originally, you know, designed to be. But, I mean, that's kind of the progression of where it's gone.
1: I mean, I kind of like the idea of that, like, haunted house at the end of the street. That actually would have been a pretty cool concept to uh, have seen.
0: Yeah. I would have loved it.
1: And I mean honestly it's just because New Orleans Square wasn't a part of Disneyland obviously when uh, the park first opened. Right. So that's why the right. whole idea of where to place the mansion was kind of hard to figure it's, it's out. It's kind right? of in a
2: weird
0: location right now
2: though. Isn't it like next to pirates and next to what is it?
0: But uh, that's actually perfect. It it that's actually, actually makes sense if you, Because uh what, what Mario's saying is because it wasn't a part of when Disneyland opened, uh-huh. when Walt said it's time to do the expansion and they decided to call the new place New Orleans Square, because of the rich history of voodoo in New Orleans and stuff like that, uh, the concept uh, to make like an attraction out of it, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of where it came from. Like, yeah. It, that's why it's in that area because of the pirates and the voodoo uh, and it just kind of matched. It just, gotcha. it, it fit really well. And at the time, all the Imagineers began just kind of studying potions and voodoo and all that stuff just to see what they were going to put inside of it. Well, okay. I mean, if you
1: think about it, when you're kind of like... Uh, any, anything you kind of see with, like, uh, vampires or, like, witches, you know, like Anne Rice novels, uh, the True Blood series, it all kind of revolves around Louisiana because that's, like... To them, it's, like, the center of this, like, eerie activity. So it actually makes sense that it would be kind of in a, in a Louisiana-style mm-hmm. like location.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, over time, there was a lot of ideas about what was gonna be in it and what they were gonna make the ride you know look like or it wasn't even a ride at the time the idea was kind of to do this walkthrough thing um like museum style or what kind of so the storyline kind of inside of the mansion changed a lot you know once they kind of knew they were going to put it in in new orleans square they didn't know exactly what the story was going to be um when when they kind of decided that it was going to be there uh this goes back to kind of when what you were saying earlier, Mario, that Ken Anderson made uh, several renderings. Um, one of the earliest ones uh, kind of looks like what the mansion does today. And what it looks like today, a lot of people think that it was based on a place called the Evergreen House in Baltimore. That's That was the theory kind of going around for a really long time. But it was later discovered that it even more closely resembles the Shipley Leideker House in Baltimore. And if you look at the Shipley Leideker House, it's like like the haunted mansion is like a spitting image of Shipley Leideker. Yeah, if you see them side by side, you're like, wow, it's the exact same house. And I got to tell you, the Evergreen House doesn't look all that much like the mansion. I mean, I've seen the three images. Uh, it, 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 it doesn't was the look like owner
2: it. who started the rumor. I was like, "Yeah, yeah it looks maybe. Like my yeah, house. <laughs> it's like that's my house, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: mine." But yeah, I mean, when they were designing it, inspiration was kind of taken from everywhere. Like they, they, uh, they went to those places in Baltimore. Uh, they went to the Winchester Mansion. Mm-hmm. They went to the Winchester Mansion, and uh, the idea of the Winchester Mansion was a couple of things. Um, they wanted to see how spooky it was. Obviously, uh, you guys know the, the the story behind the Winchester Mansion, right? No, Do you kind of familiar, but not entirely kind of yeah. uh, So, kind of the Cliff Notes version is the mansion belonged to the widow of of I want to say Sam Winchester. I want to say like, that too, actually. Supernatural Friends <laughs> unite! Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it's the the Winchester widow, the guy that invented the the Winchester firearms, the guns, oh, rifles, uh-huh, uh, yeah. whatever. Um, And so when when he died and left her the house, I mean, she was rich, like beyond belief, because they made all sorts of money. But a medium told her that she was going to be haunted for the rest of her life by the spirits of every single person that was killed by a Winchester firearm. So And in, she didn't believe it, of course.
2: Oh, no, <laughs> no. That's why she didn't go crazy. Uh, so
0: what she ended up doing was she created this humongous mansion yeah. with stairways that lead into walls and, like, doors. That was a crazy bird. Um, we're recording with all the doors and windows open, guys, because it is crazy <laughs> humid right now. Um, where was I? Yes. Winchester Mansion. Winchester Mansion. mansion. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, she went crazy, and she started making these, like, doorways that lead to nowhere like a, a brick wall and like these staircases it looked like an escher painting
1: mm. um so except with the
0: upside down stairs because yeah. no one can walk upside down
1: <laughs> like just a super crazy concept this house is available as a tourist attraction if you want yeah. to go but uh yeah there's really? just stairways that where, lead to where where is it again in uh, san jose right i think it's in san jose yeah, yeah. oh i'm down let's go
0: yeah but i mean i totally love to go
1: there are like Did stairs it? that lead to like nothing or like doorways that are actually the wall so you yeah. open the door it takes you to the outside okay
2: and what's the point of this what, why did she uh, construct her home this way?
0: Because she was she was trying to confuse the spirits so that they could never find her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was the whole point of that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I know. That's great. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so, so the Imagineers and Walt and everybody went to Winchester for a couple things, just to kind of see how spooky it was and stuff like that. But also because the Winchester Mansion had tours available. Uh, they've had tours available for a, a really long time. And they wanted to see what the pacing of the tours was because they wanted the Haunted Mansion to actually be a walkthrough attraction. Okay. It was never meant to be a ride originally. Okay. It was actually going to be a walkthrough. And so everybody started designing it as a walkthrough.
1: Now, honestly, I mean, this is kind of where um, time played in their part because um, like, like uh, Hazen was saying at the beginning, the concept of the mansion started like a long time ago. It almost took like 15 years to make. So the fact that things kept delaying it, new inventions kept coming out, like mm-hmm. the conveyor belt that the mansion works on. Okay. So once that was actually created, they started that part from scratch. And instead of making it a walkthrough, they decided mm-hmm. to make it a ride.
2: Yeah. You know, that's kind of cool. Like, uh, what if the whole ride was a conveyor belt of just us standing? Yeah. You see, you like, know?
1: the possibilities of anything that could have happened between now and, I mean, the beginning of the mansion and its actual creation. Like, what could it have been? I mean, it's kind of the same thing with Pirates, because Pirates was supposed to be a walk-in museum, too. Yeah. So.
2: You know, I'm still thinking of the ladies' house, and the ghosts, <laughs> they supposedly
0: were there, were like, oh, I've been tricked again, <laughs> I hit a wall. Dude, every time, every time I hear ghosts now, uh, I am I listen to Jeff Heimbuck's podcast, also, Communicore, weekly, uh-huh. and he recently had an episode where they were talking about a ghost whistle, and now I can't get that out of my head. Like I hear a ghost or something, and all I hear is is, for the train ghost whistle. It's the, that was the, uh, the Big Thunder Mountain yeah. episode, so I can't get that out of my head now. Dude, dude. Ghost whistle. Um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, the conveyor has a special name. It's called an Omnimover. Uh, we'll get to that further in the timeline. So that kind of brings us to approximately 1959. Uh, that was the year that Rolly Crump came to WED. Do you know what WED stands for?
2: No, I don't even know who Wally Crump is. Okay.
0: No, not Wally. Rolly. Oh, Rolly. His, his name is actually Roland. Roland? Yeah, but for short, they call him Rolly or oh. Rolly, depending on who you speak to. Still and doesn't help me or who that makes. is. Well, he's an Imagineer. Oh. He's a very famous Imagineer. Okay. Uh, I'll get to that. From what, um, of the 50s? Um, I think he started in the early 50s. But WED stands for Walter Elias Disney Enterprises. That was kind of the early version of what is now known as Imagineering or WDI, Walt Disney Imagineering. Oh, okay. Okay. And that's kind of where everything. Wasn't well, it Weddy?
2: Weddy? 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 Well, what you say? Enterprise, Enterprise in the end. You say enterpr- it was Wed you Enterprise. Say Enterprise. So it's Wed Enterprise? Yeah. yeah. Oh. So huh. I prefer Weddy.
0: On. So. Nobody <laughs> prefers Weddy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so 1959 was kind of when Rolly came to Wed, uh, and that was uh, on the suggestion of Ward Kimball. Uh, they were having this meeting, and Walt said, all right, guys, we need, uh, we need people at Wed. You know, who do you guys suggest? And uh, Ward Kimball said, well, why don't you take Roland? Because I think he had seen these propeller things that he had been working on. And uh, Roly was kind of like an engineer type mind, okay. like he was always yeah. putting stuff together. Uh, so he said, Take Roland. And he's like, Who's Roland? He's like, Oh, he's this animator that's been working you know, on, on the spots. And uh, so he moves over to WED. And like I said, right now, the last thing that Roly worked on as an animator was all of the spots on the dogs on 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure it was every single dog, but that's a lot of spots that's to a lot anime. Of
2: spots. Yeah, it sounds torturous, actually. <laughs> I'm if, sure he was if, very happy leaving.
0: Like, I would freak out seeing people's moles after that. Yeah, like, I'd just be like, no more spots. Um, so, yeah, so uh, he moves into WED, and he gets paired up with this guy named Yale Gracie. Uh, and both of them, you know, turn out to be future Disney legends because of all the stuff that they contributed. Uh, and Yale Gracie was really great at creating illusions, you know. So they ended up building this entire room that was this where they kind of tested everything, but they built this like giant Peppers ghost effect. And uh, do you guys know what the Peppers ghost effect is? Kind of. I have no idea what a
2: Peppers ghost, what
0: it could be. Okay. So in the mansion, the Peppers ghost effect is in the ballroom. Okay. So the ghosts that are dancing and actually basically everything in that, in that ballroom is a Peppers ghost effect. What, what it is is like a the projection, the projection Not stuff. Not a projection, but a reflection. It's reflection. basically a, a piece of glass that's like 45 degrees, I think. Okay. And then it's reflecting, it's using light to reflect whatever you're seeing, and it just looks like a ghostly image. Okay. So, what Roly and Yale did was they set up this giant Pepper's Ghost effect in this black room. And at the time, the story that was floating around was going to be about a sea captain, you know, who gets lost at sea and then his bride is, you know, real sad, blah, blah, blah. And uh, what they did was they set up this projection of a a sea captain that looked all tore up and everything and just waterfalling. But they did it so well that like the cleaning crews and stuff like that were leaving notes saying like please leave the lights on or we're ke- we're cleaning during the day because they thought it was really haunted. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody that came it to see the yeah, everybody this that illusion... came to see it was so <laughs> confused and so yeah. scared because of it. Uh, so that's kind of what what they did, and that was again it was based around Ken Anderson's version of the story about the sea captain and all that mm. stuff.
2: Um, so that that uh, is not there no more.
0: The the one no with the rain. in the studio where they were doing it. Uh-huh. No, no, it's actually um, kind of like the rain and kind of uh, again. There's really no story uh-huh. to the mansion, uh, but it said that the guy hanging in the stretching room is right. the captain or is the ghost host basically. Okay, uh, the ghost host is supposed to be this captain or whoever is telling the story. Gotcha. That brings us to 1962. 1962 was when Walt went on TV and started finally talking about New Orleans Square. At that time, it was kind of meant to be uh, at the entrance of the Indian village and in that area they used to have like like real like real tribes like real indians and they would talk about kind of their customs and their traditions and they would have like rain dances and they had totem poles and all that stuff oh so they weren't actors no 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 they were like real tribes real real tribes that's were cool. actually there uh, Walt wanted to keep it authentic so mm-hmm. you know that's what he had okay um so he goes on TV he talks about northern square and stuff like that and in 1963 the facade of the mansion as you know as it stands now was actually finished that's when the construction ended the problem with that was that all the uh, pretty much all of the imagineers got pulled away from their projects and went to work on stuff for the world's fair
2: so the outside's done but the inside of it is correct empty it. correct
0: and actually uh, during the time from about then when they all kind of came back from the World's Fair and when it kind of opened Marty Sklar uh, actually several people had ideas but uh, Marty Sklar another uh, he actually ended up running wet for for a really long time uh came up with an idea of putting like flickering lights and stuff in there and shadows to make it look like the inside was still being built by ghosts mm. or something that's a great uh, idea and then they came up with these big banners and marketing campaign of like if you're a ghost and you'd like to apply to be one of the happy haunts please <laughs> right, talk to yeah. our ghost relations a great. department and stuff like that so they didn't have
2: sound effects of hammering or anything that's like what that. he wanted to add yeah? to give it that effect <laughs> that's so, great
0: um so, yeah, but uh, right about that time, everybody starts to go work on the World's Fair and stuff. Uh, and then um, about 1963, 1964, when the World's Fair was done, Rolly comes back and he keeps working on all these weird drawings and stuff like that. Uh, he kept drawing. Yale Gracie kept working on all the illusions. And so they were trying to hammer down what the actual storyline was going to be. But nobody could really come up with like a, a good story. At that point... In a meeting, uh, everybody's presenting their stuff, and Walt just didn't like any of it. He didn't like it. And he points over while Rolly was sitting in the back. His stuff was all up and everything. And and he looks back, and he's kind of like, well, what's all that stuff? So they kind of look back, and they walk over, and they're like, oh, that's just Roland's stuff. Starts looking through it and just looks confused. And all the Imagineers just kept telling Rolly, like, your ideas are never going to go anywhere. (laughs) They're just way too weird. Like, nothing's ever going to come of this. So Walt's looking at it, turns around, just walks away. Oh, and so his, he
2: probably thinks he, Walt hated his drawings then.
0: Well, the Imagineers told him that. Uh, they basically said, see, he just walked away. He, we told you, you had <laughs> nothing. You've got nothing. I would have been rolling. heartbroken. But I, I'm assuming that's how he felt. And yeah. this this story actually is in the series of, it's kind of a cute story that Jeff Heinbuck wrote with Rolly. Uh-huh. Uh, I, com- I totally recommend the story and the audio files for like volume two through, I think they're, about to release five or something like that but it's a really good series uh so Rolly talks about this and he goes home he comes back and he sees walt like at his desk the next morning walt's wearing the exact same clothes that he was wearing the night before and (laughs) he looks at him and then (laughs) walt looks at Rolly, and all he says is you son of a bitch your things are just so weird. I couldn't stop thinking about (laughs) him, And so it's kind of just like, it's history now because it's like, I I've heard really, you know, talk about this before. Yeah. And it just, it kind of makes me feel like, wow, he was vindicated, you know? Yeah. Everybody talks so bad about him and he just kind of like, boom, like in your face, face, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah. So, uh, Walt decides that what they wanna do is uh, like a museum of the weird, because his stuff was just so off the rocker. Okay, He's like, let's do something called the museum of the weird. And my assumption is that, uh, and it's kind of the assumption of a lot of people and historians that it was gonna be uh, at the end of the mansion, where okay. as you're leaving the attraction, you would kind of walk through this museum of the weird and stuff. Uh, But again, that's when it was going to be a walkthrough. Gotcha. Um, But by that year. I um, thought you
2: were saying that the whole mansion was going to be Museum of the Weird.
0: No, no. It was just going to be a a part of it. It was kind of going to be just a little section of it. Oh, okay. Um, And so in, in 1966, Walt went on TV again and talked about the Museum of the Weird. And he talked about like all these – like Rolly had put together like all these little figurines and all these like statues and kind of his concepts for all these uh, sketches that he had made. Uh, and Walt started talking about it and said, you know, we're going to have this Museum of the Weird and blah, blah, blah. And it's a collection of all these weird things from around the world and Roly talks about it too. And um, the bad thing about that was that everybody got all excited about it, but 1966 is also the year that Walt Disney died. Uh, And so it kind of put the whole mansion project in jeopardy, because the people that took over kind of started bickering with each other.
2: Yeah, because this is he died, as you say, before the story. Before the story was made, yeah. So uh,
0: Claude Coates, uh, yeah, Claude Coates and Mark Davis kind of started filtering through all the ideas. Um, The problem is that Mark kept pushing for funny. Like mm-hmm. he just wanted a funny mansion right. and Claude Coates kept pushing for scary. Like it's gotta be scary. If you go through the mansion now, you'll see that the compromise, would it is kind of both, both. Yeah. Uh, you see a lot of scary and a lot of funny throughout yeah. the entire thing. Um, so yeah, uh, because it was conceived as a walkthrough, um, when they had gone to like the Winchester mansion and stuff, they started seeing how long it took to take like 50 people through and stuff like that. Uh, they realized that, because the crowds were becoming larger and larger at disneyland by th- by then they had been open like 10 years uh, they kind of knew that a walkthrough wasn't going to work so what bob gurr came in and said um you know well let's let's put the omnimover system in there and the omnimover had been developed by wed for uh, adventures through inner space okay so it was basically just kind of a track where you had this little clamshell vehicle and it just kind of took you through the ride And there's a lot of Imagineers that say, you know, we kind of feel that people got cheated because we had all these things in the mansion that, you know, would interact with each other. And Rolly said, you know, all these inanimate objects would come to life and talk to each other and everything. But... You know, you're in this Omnimover and it directs you as to what to see and you, you don't get the full experience that we intended you to have. Yeah. Like, mm. I totally
2: even even now when I ride the ride, I feel like it's going too fast. Like, yeah. I wish it would just break down in front of the the singing statues.
0: I know. I want to take pictures of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I sometimes I feel like it goes too fast. But, you know, with with the crowd levels as to what they are, mm-hmm. I, I don't blame them. Yeah, yeah you know? absolutely. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past him that like every year they're shaving two seconds off the ride and making it two seconds <laughs> like faster.
2: Um, <laughs> I'm happy it doesn't spin because I don't like things that spin. Really? Yeah.
0: So you can never ride the teacups. then? I, I've never been on it. Ever? Ever?
2: You've never been on the teacups? No. Never. A- anything that spins, I cannot be on it because it just makes me sick. What well. if I
0: shake you like this? Ready? <laughs> shake, shake, go, go, go. How do you feel now? <laughs>
1: I like that actually. <laughs> so, then you've never been on Roger Rabbit's uh, cartoons. <laughs> oh, right.
2: Uh, Roger Rabbit, I've been on it once. I I didn't mind it. Uh, maybe cuz I felt it, it 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 ended quickly, but really any rides hmm. uh in general that spin, I cannot go on well,
1: it. Well, you know, it's optional to spin the teacups, right? No. Yeah, that's what the center thing is for.
2: Okay, Uh, but the the everything else spins and just even oh, yeah. looking at it uh, it makes me sick. Nah. Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. How about that?
0: <laughs> I'm glad it doesn't go faster then because maybe you would throw up and I probably would. You'd have to carry a little bag with you. It probably would. Um so anyway, so the 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 OmniMover system was brought in and the the, the term Doom Buggies was coined. Mm-hmm. Uh Bob Gurr is the guy that kind of made it the design that it is now and kind of how, how it works now. And that's kind of you know what what we're using today and it's it's used for other rides too like the aerial riot at california adventure uses the same yeah, yeah, system right. and stuff like that mm-hmm. so um but the the whole thing be, behind the story and trying to figure out you know what's it going to be uh it was still going on like nobody could figure it out and in 1968 exitencio was asked to create the script for the entire mansion but the bickering kind of made it difficult for him because mm-hmm. he didn't know what to write, whether scary or or funny. Because there was so many things flying at him, it was his idea to bridge the gap between the two with a song. Ah. And because the year before, he had written the stuff for Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, okay. And so it was his idea to, to like, he just said, hey, let's just use a song. And thus, Grim Grinning Ghost was born. Yes. Uh, so How's so that's it go again? Of, With a grip Doors Creep? No. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, i just want to point out he knows every single song <laughs> so <laughs> he's no like, i don't he's I forget like a, the lyrics No, he's Especially like a karaoke I'm put on the spot if i'm put on the spot i forget the lyrics he's so, like a karaoke machine I'm pro- i blanked out that's why i stopped because i blanked out um <laughs> anyway let's get back to the story so uh, again so from the early from the early stages they kind of knew you know what the story was kind of going to be because of ken anderson's thing and when they thought it was going to be a walkthrough they thought about a narrator kind of going through through the mansion, which is kind of where the ghost host comes from. The original concept was to have a cat telling the story. Uh, the cat kind of evolved into a raven, and the raven kind of evolved into the ghost host. And at one point, even Walt Disney was was said to be the narrator. Like, he was going to be the guy that was telling you the story throughout the ride.
2: Right? Is that why you see uh, all these ravens uh, uh, all these ravens in, in the ride? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, there's actually there's actually test audio from the Ravens and uh, several people have kind of commented and said, you know, we're glad we didn't go with that because or Imagineers have said, you know, we're glad we didn't go with that because it was annoying. Uh. And it does. It sounds kind of like a parrot, just kind of like ah, here's a blah, 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 Gibber blah, Gibber
2: was doing the voiceovers <laughs> of the parrot. Yeah. Or Iago, the was Raven? Doing the,
0: Iago was doing the voice. <laughs>
2: To your impression of Gilbert Godfrey.
0: (laughs) What? No. (laughs) So, yeah. uh, So, that happened. And so, the script was finally written. And August 9th, 1969, the mansion finally opened to the public. Awesome. So, uh, you know, the rest is history. Uh, You know, now now we enjoy the mansion for what it is. Um, It's almost the exact same thing that it was opening day, with the exception, of course, of the Hatbox Ghost. What's that? The hatbox ghost was an illusion that didn't work out the way that the Imagineers wanted to. Okay. It was basically this ghost in a top hat and a cape that was kind of hunched over and he had a old timey hatbox in his hand. And the illusion was that the head would drop away and um, it would appear inside of the hatbox. The problem was that because of the proximity of the doom buggies, as you were going through the attic, it was in the attic right before where the bride currently okay. is right now. Uh-huh. As you were going through that, it was so close to it that you could see how the illusion was done. Mm. And so the, the the imagineers just said, "We we we can't we can't have it in here. Like we gotta take it out. It ruins and the illusion
2: if you know how it's it done. Ruins yeah, it,
0: yeah. And originally, it was thought that it was only there when it was only open for press. Okay, but." There's actual pictures of it being on the ride like up to three days after it originally opened. One of those pictures is actually on doombuggies.com. And Doombuggies is a great resource for anything Haunted Mansion. Jeff Bam uh, also has a podcast now called The DoomBuggy Spook Show, which is really cool. I, I totally recommend it if you're a mansion fan. But Jeff Bam also started the Nostalgia Podcast, by the way. Uh, he kind of put the Doombuggies website together as a portfolio piece because he was like a web designer or a graphic designer and stuff like that. And he thought, okay, I'm going to put something together of something that I like. And he put together this Haunted Mansion website, and Doombuggies was born, and it just kind of took a life of its own. Oh, and okay. now it, it's, he's, he likes it so much, and he's researched so much of it, and people have contributed to him and told him stories, and he's met with Imagineers that. Aside from the Disney vault and the Imagineers that worked on it, like Jeff is seen as like the authority on the Haunted Mansion. I want to I take know.
2: a look because I don't know what it looks like.
1: You should. I uh, think you actually say that because I actually pulled up uh, a picture of the hatbox. Ghost for. Heather nice. Look at you. And the first picture that came up was from Doom From Doom Buggies. Yeah.
0: That is awesome. He wrote a book called The Unofficial Guide to the Haunted Mansion. Uh I uh, I don't know if it's going to be for sale very long, but I definitely recommend you picking up a copy, because Jeff actually just uh, got a contract to write uh, a real Disney published book oh, about wow. the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, yeah, that's freaking cool. And his his self published book is maybe about 130 pages, but this is going to be like a full blown book. So, uh, if for anything, I would say get his version as a collector's piece, you right? Know, because it's uh it, it's worth it. It's a really right. great book and a really great resource, so I, I recommend it. So the
2: illusion for this ghost with the hat box is it the same that they use for the three uh, at the at the end of the ride? The hitchhiking ghost. The hitchhiking
0: ghost. No, that's more of a that's still yeah. kind of blacklight stuff. Okay. Uh, it's kind of how they do all the stuff in the graveyard. It's all kind of with blacklights and uh, uh, animatronics and stuff. Yeah, really. The concept so, of what, this so one was just is supposed this? to be like
1: a play on lighting. Okay. But honestly, you could actually see in this picture the effect is actually ruined because the whole purpose was that his head here was supposed to disappear uh-huh. and it was supposed to reappear in the hat yeah. box. Uh. But because this flash photo here actually took a picture of both, it's just the, the doom buggy itself was too close to the actual like uh, figure. Yeah. Uh, the lighting was really weird in the attic. So honestly, both heads project and it just ruins the effect. So
2: is this ghost actually there? I mean, he's not uh, some sort of projection. You can actually touch... It was a physical. It like, was a physical, physical animatronic. Yeah. Gotcha. But it was it's just kind of, the face that would disappear. Yeah.
0: Correct. And it's kind of like the Pepper's Ghost Illusion. Like if you're too close, it doesn't look good. Like it loses the illusion. You have to be a certain distance for it to look the way that it looks and gotcha. a certain angle. That's kind of what was happening with this. It was mm. just ruining the illusion.
1: I don't know how true it is, but the hat box has the same material that they use for the roof of the elevator, correct? The The scrim? Yeah, the scrim, where you have to shine a light on it in order for it to actually pop
0: out. Yeah. Scrim? What's that? Uh, A scrim is just kind of um, like painted material so that it looks painted on one side. But when you shine light from the opposite side, you can see what's right through it. Okay. So in the stretching room... Uh, The way that they pull off the hanging ghost in in the part of the attic is it's a scrim. Like when you look at it without light behind it, all you see is this painted version of the top of the stretching room. Uh But then they turn off the lights and they shine light from the top and you can see right through it. You don't see the painting anymore. Uh, Makes sense. Gotcha.
2: Which I didn't even know how they did that either. So now I know.
0: It's kind of like have you ever seen buses? how they have like graphics on the windows and people can still see out? Mm-hmm. where it's just like metal with a bunch of little tiny holes. Yeah yeah, kind yeah. of the same thing. gotcha. That's where that's where that type of technology came from from oh, okay. like scrims and stuff All right. So So yeah, I mean that's kind of the, the mansion's history in a nutshell. Um, obviously, what you get now is kind of what it's been since it opened. Um, the really only the, the modifications to the mansion are just kind of the haunted mansion holiday. Where they take the characters of Nightmare Before Christmas and they kind of take over the mansion for like three or four months out of the year. The the other versions of the haunted mansion throughout you know the world in the different parks and stuff are different. Like the Walt Disney World version obviously has the library with the talking objects and stuff. Uh, it's kind of what Rolly envisioned for here when it was a walkthrough, but you know they added it to the mansion over there. Um, they have like an Escher type staircase which looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never been there. Mm, you know, we've talked yeah. about this. We've never been there, but never I've seen been. the videos online of how it looks, and I'm jealous of that part. Uh, pretty much everything else is the same. Phantom Manor uh, in Paris is a totally different. It's a, it's an entire retelling of like a wedding and a bride and stuff like that in a little town. Uh, it's actually Western themed in like a town called Thunder Mesa. Mm. Their haunted mansion is actually in their version of Frontierland near Big oh, Thunder okay. Mountain. The Haunted Mansion's like the only ride that's in a different land in every single park. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of a, there's a little trivia fun fact right. for you. And, you know, people are such fans that maybe 15 years ago or so, like 99, 2000, Bats Day was developed. And like all the, like goth kids kind of got together and mm-hmm. put together Bats Day at Disneyland. That's cool. So, you know, that's, that's kind of... Where the mansion comes from, where how it was developed, and all that stuff, and
2: I have a question about the mansion. I don't know yeah. if you want to talk about it. What's up? What is up with the uh, that ghost horse and the carriage right in the entrance?
0: Hmm. That was just added by the Imagineers. Um, how long ago?
2: Like when it opened, or
0: no? That's a more recent addition. I don't know if it was '80s or '90s, maybe even 2000s. I don't I, exact time. I don't know, but I can tell you that. Haunted Mansion purists mm-hmm. hate it.
2: I don't really like it because it's kind of weird with what 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 we know of the story.
0: Well, yeah, the story basically was that um, Walt famously said, you know, we're, we'll are we keep the outside intact. You, right. you do the scary stuff inside. Exactly. And I'm, I'm butchering that quote so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the premise of it. You know, we'll keep it nice. pristine, right. like Disneyland, you guys kind of mess up the inside, make it spooky and stuff. Or the ghost will. And that's why haunted mansion purists hate that thing. Because almost like you're not supposed to know this
2: this mansion's even haunted, haunted. Exactly. But now there's a, a horse carriage with right. a ghost, like a ghost horse. horse yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I don't. I don't. I'm kind of indifferent about it. Yeah. I you know I think it adds to the ambiance of the mansion, but the problem is that there's no set storyline. Right. Right. And right. To this day, it's still kind of this mashup. People have tried to piece it together. Uh, the only one I think that actually has a set storyline is Phantom Manor. Oh, it's um, not
2: the movie with Eddie Murphy? N-
0: no, no, <laughs> no. So.
2: Oh, you should see uh, Hazen's and Mario's faces. They just cringed right now. <laughs> the Hunt. You know so what? The I'll Eddie take, Murphy version I'll of the Hunt back.
0: Dimension? See, let me tell you this. Okay, the, go ahead. The Eddie Murphy version of The Haunted Mansion yeah. is like Fight Club. You're just not supposed to talk about not it. Not supposed to <laughs> talk about it? No. You're supposed to wait until Guillermo del Toro puts out his version. <laughs> so Is there, there. Uh, There's one ma- being made? He's talked about making it. I hope uh, so. It's been back and forth, and he keeps talking about it, so I hope he does.
2: I hope so, because I heard the Eddie Murphy version. Isn't that Stop great? It. Stop it. Oh, I'm sorry. Stop it.
0: Stop <laughs> it. Let's move on. Enough. Uh,
2: (laughs) Um, how come i don't see eddie murphy in in the haunted mansion
0: (laughs) stop talking
2: about donkey they should you know how uh uh captain jack sparrows and and the pirate in the pirate right they should add eddie murphy oh Oh, dare they should put eddie murphy everywhere in the new uh, haunted mansion
0: you're dead to me (laughs)
2: You're good to me. <laughs> you want to be the thousandth? No, no, I don't. <laughs> Shut up.
0: <laughs> um, all right, so I guess that kind of that kind of wraps up the the haunted mansion discussion. If you guys have questions, feel free to email us. I don't know if I'll be able to answer it. Um, <laughs> but I do definitely recommend heading over to doombuggies.com. Uh, Jeff has done such a phenomenal job of curating all all this information. Uh, when I first became a Big Mansion fan, that was when I did my first internet search on probably Alta Vista <laughs> or something, oh, on. Uh, <laughs> or on AOL. Welcome, that was what came up, and that's kind of where it my my love for the Mansion kind of began. Uh, and definitely get his book, you know, the either the current one or the next one. Yeah, so. sounds good. All right, so I think it's time to wrap up the podcast, but before we do. Uh, I, I kind of want to say thanks, guys. I'm, I'm absolutely humbled uh, by all the support and all the shout-outs and all the reposts and everything that you guys are doing. I know I, I kind of briefly mentioned it in the last episode, but damn, you guys are awesome.
1: Yeah, guys, we really appreciate it. We're uh, looking at this feedback daily, and it actually means a lot that you guys are sending all that positive uh, feedback back to us. We heart you. How's eerie i don't, I don't What's even a know what mention episode oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> hurry
0: back
2: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah there's been likes there's been repos there's been
0: mentions there's i don't know it's endless love comments yeah. hashtags yeah we we sincerely appreciate it guys we can't you know when when we first started this like we just thought it would be fun to do And we are so glad that you guys are having fun along with us. Um, You know, thanks for coming along with the ride. And, uh, you know, I wish we had beer to kind of toast it. I know, right? Um, But, yeah. You know, it's cool because uh, back in January of this year, um, there was a signing at Beach Ball Comics in Anaheim where Rolly Crump came out to sign copies of the comic book Seekers of the Weird, which is based on – the Museum of the Weird. Oh, okay. And I actually bought an extra copy that I was going to, you know, keep for just, like, good measure or something. But if we ever make it to, like, 50 episodes or maybe 100 episodes, yeah. maybe we'll give away that signed rolling crumb copy of Seekers of the Weird. Wow. We got to make yeah, it hard, we'll though.
2: We can't just give it away.
0: No, we could just make it, like, a sweepstakes some or something. Some sort thing. of we'll contest. Right? To do, yeah. yeah. So there you go, wow. guys. Look forward to episode 100. <laughs> um. Yeah, but thank you guys so much. So um, we asked you guys if you wanted shout-outs. So it's time for shout outs. <laughs> oh I get it. <laughs> so here we go. At Rocco underscore thir- three, three three three. What up? How's it going? Uh, Love 12, Sugar Monster, Sugar Fiends, Mouse HQ, Looking for M. Robertino, and Bree! It's got an exclamation <laughs> point! Exclamation point! She actually uh, put an exclamation yeah. point, so it's not <laughs> even like "Hey, Bree." It's like "Bree!" <laughs> so uh, at Disney for two. Who's listening all the way from Walt Disney World? Oh, nice! That's wow. what they told me. So, what's up, VJ and AJ? Hey guys! Um, also, Kim and Tiffany, who's at Timeless Locket, and then a very, very special thank you um, to Rooster. Who, man. We love you, man. You just keep reposting and commenting, and we can feel the love coming from you. Thank you so much. Yeah, man, we
1: appreciate um, that. Thank you for the participation and all the topics and stuff.
0: Yeah, uh, Mickey Militia SC, they just keep pushing through, man. Thank you for all the help. Uh, a special shout out to Baby Sophia, who's who's listening. Um, Disney Film Facts, man. They they have been also really going through on the Instagrams and. Uh, and they're sure listening.
2: That, they're definitely listening. Oh,
0: yeah. They, they started a discussion about, they continued the discussion that you posted about whether or not Alice is a princess. Right, right. And Disney Film Facts had a great argument as to why not. Uh, I agree 100% because I don't think she's a princess. Mm-hmm. But it, go look at that account because there's like all these great points. And I think Rooster even chimes in on that yeah, one. Yeah, he does. Actually. So uh, check that out. Well, it's in their name. Facts. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but they do a really um, good job of
1: just explaining why it just, yeah. you know, it's
0: like. Uh, and last but not least, Mickey's Dreamers SC. Uh, also, they've been really helping us out. Uh, I know we always ask, "Hey guys, you know, tell your friends and you know, help us spread the word." But
2: and they're actually it, doing it.
0: That, yeah, you guys have just been so awesome. Again, I'm sincerely humbled by how much help we've gotten from you guys and the support and love that we just kind of keep feeling. I'm choking up. I know you are. actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Choking up he is. He <laughs> really is. Uh, so before I fully start crying on the podcast or anything, I think we should end the episode.
2: Can we end this with a hug? <laughs> a <little> hug? <laughs>
0: um, no. Here's a virtual <laughs> hug, guys. <laughs> All right. So until next week, uh, we'd like to wish you champagne. No, that's not right. Mm-hmm. We need we need like an ending tagline, don't we? How about yeah? Yeah, That'd we don't have really cool
2: one. P O D K E Y K E Y. I'm still thinking, why? Mickey. Because we love you. <laughs>
0: Uh, potty tears. <laughs> the Y is just in there. Why? Yeah, I know, no, right? Y I don't know why. No, 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 no. because we love the letter Y. Why silence. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this kind of retrospective look at the Haunted Mansion. Again, we're not historians, but if you have any uh, more questions, shoot them at us. We'll do our best to find you guys an answer. Uh, Keep posting. Keep talking about it. Uh, Leave us a review on iTunes. Head over to podcuteers.com for notes on the episode once we post
1: them. Anything else, guys? Yeah, just uh, happy anniversary to the Haunted Mansion one more time and to 999 years more. Yay! Yay! All right, guys. See you guys next week. See ya. Peace.